So much of our life is dictated by the calendar and the clock. Uh, we set an alarm so that we get up on time. Uh, we have uh, a bedtime. Kids have to be at school at a certain time. Well, not now because it's summertime, but you have to be at work at a certain time. Uh, you get off at a certain time. We have lunchtime. We have dinner time. We all live in time. We try to be on time. Um, time is passing. Uh, sometimes time is flying. Occasionally time is dragging. We have time constraints. We have time limitations. Uh, we try not to waste time. Um, we rarely have time to spare. We have to juggle time. Uh, Jim, Croce, Jim Croce says we should keep time in a bottle. Uh, Chicago asks, does anyone really know what time it is? Green Day tells us to have the time of our life, and the Steve Miller Band reminds us that time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. My apologies to those of you under 40 who got none of those musical references. Yeah, we spend a lot of time talking about time, singing about time, thinking about time. Time consumes us in some ways. Time is a really big deal. We recognize that time is really, really valuable. Some of us have family calendars so we can coordinate the time of all the humans in our house, and it doesn't work, does it? Right? We try to get everybody on the same calendar, and... It doesn't work. Some of us set alarms on our phone calendar so that at a future time we will know what we're supposed to be doing at that time. Because if we don't, then we'll forget what we're supposed to be doing at that time, so we need reminders of what we're supposed to be doing at that time. So much of our life is coordinated around, structured around time, calendars, clocks, to-do lists, those sort of things. And because time is so valuable... Because so much of our life is structured around time, it is one of those things that can be very difficult to give away. Because we always want more time. We want our time. I need me time. Have you ever said that? We've said throughout this series that there's this little kid inside of us that never grows up, but keeps saying, mine, mine, mine. We have to fight that kid when it comes to generosity, and we definitely have to fight that response within us when it comes to time because we look at our calendar and we say, mine, I need me time. Maybe you need me time, but you need other time as well. We said last week that for some of us, we will pay money if we get time back. Time is worth paying something for so we have express lanes on the highway that if we pay a little bit we'll get there faster we have express lanes at theme parks so that we can save time wait in a shorter line start a little closer to the front we don't mind paying sometimes if we get time some of us pay people to do things for us that save us time so we pay people to cut the grass or we pay people to clean the house because we get time back that way that and we don't want to do those things right yeah we're okay paying to get time back which is not a bad thing there's nothing wrong with any of that i read one study this week that said people tend to be happier 
when they use their money to pay for something that gives them time back than when they buy an item like clothes. Like they feel happier if they've used their money in order to save time. There's nothing wrong with any of that. But it emphasizes the value that we put on time. It emphasizes how important time is to us. So we're going to talk about, in this series called The Life of Generosity, we're going to talk about being generous with our time. But let's talk about just some obvious principles that we all know. As a matter of fact, if you were teaching this message, you could teach these principles because we all agree with them. We all know them. I just want to remind us of them. Here's the first one. We all have the same amount of time every day, week, month, and year. That's nothing new. That's not like revolutionary. You're not going, I didn't know that until I came here today. We all get it. We all have the exact same amount of time. Time is different from money, right? Because we all have different amounts of money. People make different amounts of money, have different amounts of income. People inherit different amounts of money. People make more money or less money in the stock market. We're all at different stages when it comes to money. Time is not like that at all. We have the exact same amount, 24 hours in a day. A week is seven days. We get 365 in a year, except for leap year, but we all get that extra day during leap year. We all have the exact same amount of time the question is how do we spend the amount of time that we have right what are we doing with that time because even though we all have the same amount of time for some of us we sort of slide around being generous with our time because we say things like oh this is just a busy season in my life this is just a busy season guess what Life is a busy season. All of life is one big busy season. Like there isn't some magical easy season that's coming your way. I hate to break it to you. If you didn't know that already, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you, but you're not going to swerve into this unbusy season of your life. I've, I've talked to young adults who don't have any kids they seem busy I've talked to people who have retired and usually what the people who have retired tell me is I'm busier than when I had a full time job like you've heard, they've told you that too right I don't even know how I worked a full time job before I retired I'm busy all the time yes when, when your kids are small and there's lots of activities lots of things to do I get it that may seem a little bit busier here's all I'm saying every season's busy Everybody feels busy. Everybody thinks they're busy with their limited, finite amount of time. That's the way time works. We all get the same amount. There's not some magical lack of busyness time that's coming. Time is a lot like money. It has a way of just filling in the gaps that we might have. For some of us, when it comes to our money, when it comes to our finances, we keep telling ourselves, we're going to have a lot more money when we pay off, fill in whatever bill you have right there. When I get this paid off, we get the car paid off, 
we get the house paid off we get this we get the credit cards paid off we're gonna have so much money and some of us have done that often enough to know that life somehow finds a way to take all of that money from you as soon as you get there there's something else that you're going to spend that money on time is the same way because we think to ourselves one day someday i'm going to have time to do some things i'm going to volunteer more i'm going to give my time i'm going to i'm going to uh, give some time to this particular organization we think that day is coming in the future it just doesn't come life has a way of just soaking up all of the extra my wife and i are in a different time of our life than we've been in before our three girls are all for the most part out of the house now and neither one of us feel like we have a ton of time like we we still feel busy we don't have all the parenting things that some of you have uh, now we we don't have recitals we don't have musicals to go to Uh, there's no travel sports there are no tournaments there are no award ceremony parents anybody been to an award ceremony in the last couple of weeks or two or ten or forty or however many they're doing these days we don't have those anymore we still feel busy like this is the way life is life is the constant turn life is the the constant obligation we all have the exact same amount and it doesn't matter what season you're in same amount another really obvious statement we all spend time at the same rate We burn through time at the same rate. Nobody's going faster than anybody else. Nobody's going slower. No one's getting to the end of the day before anybody else. Again, it's not like money. If you and I went out to eat at a restaurant and we both had $30 and you got a salad and a water and I got an appetizer and an entree and a dessert and a drink and a second dessert and a coffee at the end, we would walk out of there with less money different money i would walk out with less money than you because i spent more money than you when we get to the end of each day we've both spent the same amount like at the end of this day you and i will have spent 24 hours exactly the same the end of this week you and i will have spent seven days we spend time at the exact same rate not faster are slower this idea i think is one of the reasons moses says in psalm chapter 90 teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom right help us realize that time is finite there's not an endless supply of them it's passing it tends to pass quickly It's passing at the same rate for all of us. Teach us to get clarity on the fact that we only have so much time in this life. And and I don't think Moses is saying that he wants us to acknowledge it mentally. He's not saying, I just want you to understand this. I just want you to agree with this. I think Moses is saying, God, really impress this on my heart. That time is passing. I don't have forever. Yesterday's gone, today's passing. Tomorrow we'll get here and it will pass as well. Teach us to number our days. James said it this way. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. That's your life. Day after day, it's passing. It's like a mist and then it's gone. Solomon picked up on this idea in Ecclesiastes, right? Life is passing. 
You try to grab it, it's gone. You're in this day, and then you're in the next day, and then you're in the next day. What is your life? It's a mist. The end of this day, 24 hours is gone for all of us. I, I can't Venmo you more minutes at the end of this day. Like We don't divide up the tab and go, well, you kind of lived a little longer than I did. Let me Venmo you about 30 minutes. because I... No, at the end of the day, we've both spent a full day. <clears throat> we are going through life at the exact same rate, which makes this life incredibly valuable. The minutes, the hours, the days, the weeks, the months. This is what Paul said, Ephesians chapter 5. Be very careful then how you live not as not as unwise but as wise and here's Paul's phrase making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil be very careful don't live as the unwise live as the wise how do you live as the wise make the most of every opportunity of your life treat it as valuable realize it's finite realize it's passing realize that you are investing every day time buy it up the phrase that paul uses is an accounting term right it's it's like investing in see it as gold see it as silver make the most of it buy it up invest well because time is passing this isn't your practice life this isn't your practice life to kind of figure things out and then you get another one to really implement all you learned in the first one. This isn't, this isn't your chance to work the kinks out. Like, ah, work some things out and then I'll get another life and I'll kind of really live it for things that are important. There's no do-overs. Right? This is your one life. And Paul says the way to live it in wisdom is to make the most of the days and the opportunities that you have. You, we're, we're all given 24 hours to spend. And we will spend it all this day in something, doing something. Things that don't matter are things that matter for eternity. Interesting thing is you and I have some control over how we spend this time. And we have some autonomy you get to make decisions about how you spend your day. I get to make decisions about how I spend my day, at least portions of it, right? I know we sleep some and, and you have a job and you have to go to that job, but there, there are portions of our time that you and I have control over. We get a say in. We have autonomy over. We can choose to do some things and we can choose to not do some things. Right? Have you ever noticed how efficient you are the week before you go on vacation. Right? Have you ever noticed how much you get done? Have you ever noticed how efficient you could be if your plane to Cancun left in 72 hours? Like, how much could you get done in your day if that was the scenario? See, that's what I mean. We have some control over what we do and don't do. And, and this is not a message th that's trying to get you to add more to your life or, or you need to be more efficient or you need to have a bigger to-do list or you should try to get more done. That's not the point of this message at all. As a matter of fact, some of you need to do less so that you could do more 
valuable things. You need to take some things out of your calendar so that you can invest time in the things that really matter. This isn't about trying to do more and more and more. My point is simply, you do decide how you spend a lot of your time. And we don't like to think of our time that way. We don't like to think of our calendar that way. I think a lot of times we want to think of our calendar as something that happens to us. They're making me do all of this. They signed me up for all of these things. I feel obligated by them to do all of this. And the reality is they aren't doing it to you. You're doing it to yourself. We're choosing how we spend our days, our time, our minutes, our seconds. You, you have a choice. I have a choice. I get a say in how my life is being spent. The people who are generous with their time, the people who show up with their time, they don't have more time than you and I have. They, by and large, don't have less obligations than you and I have. I mean, if you talk to them, they pay the same bills that we pay. They have a job just like we have jobs. They have obligations. They have kids. They have things that they have to get done. Again, they have not reached this magical, not busy season of their life. They have just decided to prioritize things that really, really matter on their calendar and on their clock even though life continues to happen to them as well Solomon wrote a fairly well-known poem in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and you may have heard parts of it it may sound familiar to it to you it starts like this Ecclesiastes 3 there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die. So right off the bat, uh, Solomon puts the, the parentheses for us. There's a time to be born. There's a time to die. You don't get to choose that. That happens. You, you don't voluntarily decide where the birth is going to be and where the end is going to be. But everything in between, you have some options. He goes on from there to discuss what life is like between this mark and that mark. He says things like this. There's a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, and so on and so forth. He keeps doing this. There's this time and that time and this time and that time and this time and that time. And the whole Time as you're reading the poem, there's this idea of life passing. There's this, and there's that. And there's this, and there's that. And life is doing all of that. Now, we tend to read this poem and assign good and bad to the different times. We read the poem and think, okay, well, that's the good time, and that's the bad time. And that's the fun time, and that's the really hard time. And that's the, that's the great time, and that's the tragic time. Solomon doesn't really give any subjective quality to either of those times. It's as if Solomon is just saying, look, this is life. Life is all of this. Life is always happening like this. Life is what you think of as the good and the bad. That's life. That's the way life is. Life is the beauty and the tragedy. That's 
the way life is. Life is the victories and it's the defeats. It's the planting and the harvesting. It's the building and the tearing down. All of that is just life, not good or bad. This is just life happening and it's going to continue to happen. You're going to continue. You and I, we're going to always be in this season of life happening from one thing to the next, from one thing to the next, from one thing to the next. And and somewhere in the middle of that, we have to take control of those seasons. We have to take control of who we're going to be while life is always happening kind of person am I going to be am I going to be a generous person am I going to be generous with my time am I going to be generous with the the days that God has given to me because life is going to keep doing what it does we see this in the life of Jesus again and again we see this generosity of time in the person that he was and in the way that he interacted with people Jesus seemingly always had time ultimately Jesus gives his whole life away right but in his ministry leading up to his death Jesus just always seemed to have time to go slowly with people he spends the better part of an afternoon with a woman at a well that his disciples walked past we might have been tempted in that situation to think well you know all my people are going into town and so I'm going to go into town with them and not Jesus Jesus said you guys go ahead I want to spend my time here there was a woman who had a physical problem Jesus is in a crowd of people she touches him she's healed Jesus knows that his power has healed this woman and yet the mob the the parade of people is pressing Jesus forward it would be difficult to stop stop the momentum of this crowd and Jesus said no I have time I have time and I want to talk to you and he stops and he gives time to a woman whose name we don't even know There was a woman who was about to be stoned by a religious fundamentalist. And Jesus could have kept going. He could have thought to himself, I don't want to get involved. If I get involved, this is probably going to take the rest of my day. There will probably be reports I have to fill out. There will be people with a question. Who knows how long this could last? But Jesus steps into that time with this woman. It's a man who climbs up in a tree so that he could see Jesus. Again, the parade is passing on. The the crowd is walking through the streets. It would have been really easy for Jesus to give Zacchaeus the parade wave, kind of a peace sign, kept going. Not Jesus. He stops everything in that moment. Talks to one person and says, I'm going to have dinner with you. He's had time. He was just generous with time. He just gave himself and his life away constantly for people. It's interesting that Jesus often had to do this against the will of his disciples. See, the will of his disciples wasn't to take time. It was always to move on. They were always in a hurry. They were always busy. So it was the disciples who tried to encourage Jesus to keep moving when Jesus said, no, there's a 
blind beggar right here that I want to talk to. And none of you have seen him, but I saw him and I'm going to stop. There's a man with a deformed hand. And you guys would keep walking if it were up to you, but I'm going to stop. There's a rich man who needs me in the middle of the night and I'm going to have time for him. This was Jesus. This, this is the way he gave of himself. This is the way he used his time. He saw people and he stopped. And he moved slowly with people. And he did it against the will of his closest friends. When they were saying, Jesus doesn't have time for children, Jesus said, no, I've got time. I've got time. Let them come near. If you and I are going to learn to be generous with our time. If we're going to break this stream of busyness and movement, and i got to go, and I don't have time, it will likely be contrary to the movement of the people around us. And there's not a lot of people that move like this. And just like Jesus, you may have to say to some of the people in your circle, some of your friends, some of your family members, you go on, I'm going to stay. You go on, I'm going to sign up. You go on, I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to serve. Because this world that we live in does not honor slow. It does not honor still. It honors fast. It honors moving. It honors the next thing. You and I will have to live contrary to that. Let me say something else about time in relationship to money. There are circumstances, many circumstances, where our time is needed more than our money. Organizations need money. Churches need money. We need money. You have bills. I have bills. We talked about money last week. We kind of dove deep on that uh, a week ago. But let's be honest. There is a limit to what money by itself can get accomplished. And where those limitations are is where it requires people. There there are things that time and people can accomplish that money alone can't accomplish. Money can't sit and listen to someone whose heart is breaking. Someone whose life has just been devastated, they don't need you to write them a check. They don't need you to Venmo or cash app them. They need you to sit with them. They need your time. They need your presence. They need your awareness. Money can't make a foster home. It takes people to do that. Money can't adopt a child. It takes people to do that. There's a lot of discussion lately online where all truly foolish conversations take place. There's this conversation about billionaires and what they should do with their money, right? And fill in the blank of whatever billionaire you're aware of. This billionaire should give this much of their money and it would solve poverty. If this billionaire would just give this percentage of their income, then it would solve world hunger. And look, I think billionaires should 
do good things with their money. I think they have an obligation. They, they should do, just like we all have obligations to do good things with our money. I, I, they should try to help solve some global issues with their resources. But money doesn't solve the hunger problem by itself. If we had all the money, whatever that figure is, whatever we think the figure is that will solve world hunger, if we had that figure, it would still take people to accomplish that work. If there's a limit to what money accomplishes, sometimes people have to step up. People have to give of their time. People have to give of themselves. Money alone doesn't Help us refurbish the Walton County defects buildings that we're trying to refurbish and reorganize. It takes hands and feet and people who are going to meet us over there so that we can start cleaning out rooms and building shelving and painting and organize. It takes people to do that, not just money. And the repairs that we want to help Path United with. Money doesn't solve that. Somebody has to show up. It takes more than money to build a children's ministry at our church. It takes people. It takes men and women who week after week will go into a classroom and teach boys and girls about Jesus. It takes people. There is a limit to what money can accomplish, and that limit runs out when we need people. We need time. We need bodies. We need hands and feet. Last thought. The way we spend our time, the way we spend our time is what determines its ultimate value. The way you spend it, the way we invest it, the way we give of our time, that's what determines our value. It's not just length of days. Life isn't just a race to see who lives the longest. We all want to win that race. I get that. But whoever that person is, length of days is not really what determines quality of life. This isn't survivor. We're not just trying to outlast each other. We're trying to contribute with our life. We're we're trying to one day look back at our life and think, I spent it well. I spent it well. I invested in eternal things. I gave my life, my time to things that will outlive me. Length of days does not determine value. It's what you've invested your life in. And and if it's true that people are happier when they spend money to invest time, to save time, and maybe that is true, I can tell you this. The happiest of people are those who invest time in things that really matter. You've all done it before. You've you've all given some of your time to help someone else. You've given your time to an organization, to a church, to a, a ministry, to a mission, and you know what that did inside of you. You know what that did inside of you. The question then becomes, how are you spending the life that you have? How are you spending the days and hours and weeks that you have? You don't have, as I mentioned, you don't have choice over all 24 hours of your day, but you have choice over some of those. I know that we are, um, we are a little emotional 
and a little broken up at the end of This Is Us, you know, the, with the whole season ending. Uh, I'm, I'm there with you. It's, we're probably going to need some therapy um, before it's all said and done. But if this is not a spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet, but if you watch the last episode, there's this moment, it's a little spoiler alert, but there's this moment where Jack is teaching the boys to shave. And, and he has this conversation with them where he says, these are the moments that you want to remember. Looking back on your life, Jack says, these are the little moments that make life worth it. That's what God would say about all of our lives. What are the moments that are going to make your life really worth it? What are the moments that you're going to have, the moments you're generous with your time, the, the moments that you give time away to somebody who needs it, that one day you're going to look back and say, that was time well spent. That was life well spent. That was a moment well spent. God, I pray that you would help us to, to live those moments. Not just to let time go by and pass by and speed by not just live a life where we're constantly just trying to get it all done we're trying to check off our list we're trying to do all the things we we feel obligated we feel busy we feel rushed as moses said thousands of years ago teach us to number our days let us get a hold on this Let's not just live our life. Let's invest our life. Let's give away our life to things that matter for eternity. Help us to walk slowly as Jesus walked slowly. Help us to allow the crowds just to pass by so that we can stop. That we would generously give away the time that you've given to us. In Jesus' name. Amen.